ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Monday, January 14th edition. The Drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill. Every Monday, the Monday special. $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots all day, all night long right here at the Union Pub and Grill. Dave Walsh joining me, the former young Thundering Herd quarterback. Hey, your expertise is football, but basketball is what we're here to talk about today. That was fun Saturday night. Yeah, that was. was fun. Yeah, of course, uh, if you don't know what he's talking about, Marshall gets the win over Western Kentucky. Final score on that, it was uh, down to the wire, 70-69. to 69. And if you look at how this thing played out, Marshall had the battle back. They did. This is a Western Kentucky team that they get a lead, and then they haven't proven, at least in conference play, that they're too good at holding that lead. They were up on Old Dominion 21, lost, lost that it. game. And then you've got this game where, at one point, they were up several points, and they were even leading. There was a statistic where if Western Kentucky led with five minutes to go, they were 44-1, and one, and Whoa. now they're 44-2. and two. Two. Yes. You know, it's funny that the way the game went, Marshall's only lead in the second half was when it mattered. Jansen drops the three, and then they were able to hold them off and not let them get a final shot, and, and Rick Stansbury had to go, this is going to be a long ride back to Bowling Green because, you know, they played well enough on the road. You could have got one, but uh, as he said in the postgame, you got to do it. You got to do it 40 minutes, not 39, not 38. And uh, Marshall made one more play than they did. So the Thundering Herd gets the victory now, 3 0 in conference play. And Tavion Kenzie, 23 points in that contest. He was 9 of 14, 1 of 3 from the three point line. He hit four of five free throws, had seven rebounds, played with three fouls, but you got 40 minutes from him. Not your Conference USA Freshman of the Week. Hard to believe. Nigel Hawkins wins the distinction. He had a career night against Rice. 24 points, career high, nine field goals, and a buzzer-beating 65-64 victory. So he gets a career night. He gets Freshman of the Week. Right. All right, let's see. Nigel, he's playing um, Rice. He gets 24 points. Marshall's playing Western Kentucky. Tavion Kenzie gets 23. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I know. I can see it. The <laughs> one-point difference. Right. That was the reason. High man wins. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Kenzie should have maybe kind of. Yeah. Should have. Got player yeah. of the week, or at least the freshman of the week. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Elmore had 21 that game also. Right. He didn't get any love. No. 6 of 16 from the field, 2 of 7 from the three-point line. Seven of eight from the free throw line, so he was hitting all his shots. C.J. Burks four points. That's hard to believe. They win, he gets four. There's times we wondered if he was even on the floor. I'll take it though. Yeah, he was out there 22 minutes. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta remember uh, he was out there. He was um, probably just trying to figure out where he belonged. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you got Kenzie starting to explode. Um, you've got Jansen Williams starting to explode. Elmore is doing his thing. CJ was one of four. He hit both his free throws, but he was one of four. You got a couple of rebounds from him. You got a couple of assists. You got a few turnovers, one steal. So he wasn't necessarily a big factor. He was out there playing, though. Right. Jared West, three points. So this was really just an Elmore 
Kenzie, Jansen Williams type of night. Those three guys were going they, off. They were awesome. And the one thing that uh, Coach D'Antoni pointed out in the post game, yeah, he had 23 points, three rebounds in this. But he said, you look at the three games he started, two on the road last week, one at home, freshman, zero turnovers. As many times as he touched the ball, he never turned it over. And he said, Danny, that's one stat that Danny says you will come to appreciate. So the Thundering Herd gets the victory, and the hero of the game this time is Jansen Williams. Now, I kind of thought it felt like it was a last-second shot, and then the – 20 seconds to go. (laughs) It it started to drag on and on and on, trying to figure out, okay, what's Western going to do? But with 21 seconds to go, Jansen Williams hits a three. Marshall takes the lead. That would be the final bucket for the Thundering Herd and for Western Kentucky. No more scoring after that. And when I talked to Jansen after the game on Saturday, I asked him just to walk me through that play. I mean, I saw you know, definitely we had about you know, 15 seconds on the shot clock, but, I mean, honestly, base, Basie was too far back. I mean, you know, I shoot those, you know. And just because the clock says, you know, 20 seconds or 20 minutes, that's my shot. And that's what I've been working on. And as you can see, it went in. So, yeah. What is it with this team? These last few games, it's just gone down to the wire. These have been exciting basketball games. It's just been fun. Exciting for you guys, nerve-wracking for me, I'll tell you that. You might not see it on the court, man, but I am biting my nails in my head, I'm telling you. But that, I swear that's a martial thing. We like, we like making nail-biters for everybody, you know. Um, Western, Western again. The last two games were nail-biters. I don't know. I guess we like it, I guess. I don't know. There was an interesting stat. I was looking through Western Kentucky's notes. Rick yeah. Stansbury, five minutes ago as a coach, he was 44-1. and one. Uh, He's 44-2 and two now. Wow. Did not know that. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, and everything just fell into place tonight. Um, we, we, we made some mistakes. Um, got to be more disciplined, I'll tell you that. But, you know, once you make a mistake, you just got to get over it and get back on D uh, or, you know, get the ball back out. Do our do our offense. Um, we're 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 a disciplined team, and I'll tell you that. But I mean, everybody you know everybody makes mistakes. Um, we just got to capitalize on our mistakes. Great crowd tonight. How big was that just to come in here and yeah. see such a great atmosphere? It it gave me chills, and it just I, I actually talked to Jared West, one of my good friends on this team. Um, I was like, Jared, look at look look up, look left and look right. We are just absolutely blessed to be here. We we just. Thank God that we are here, and we got to do our job tonight. we got to beat Western Kentucky for these people, and that's what happened. I think it maxed out at like 7-5, I think, almost 8. It felt like 12, 13,000, I'll tell you that. Uh, 7,687, if, if I'm reading that right. Yeah, you are. Yeah, well, I'll, they brought the noise, I'll tell you that. They brought the noise, man. It, it was a great atmosphere. And I'm so blessed I came to the college with, with so many people that want to be here for us. It, it's, it's an amazing feeling. You know, win or lose, man, they are always here for us. They're great, great fans. With this win now, uh, 3-0 and in conference uh, a few weeks ago, maybe it didn't feel like everything was on track. Now it feels like everything is just fine and everybody's working together. Uh, more, more people are getting involved in the offense, and everybody seems like they're all on the same page. What is that? What turned it around? Um, I'll tell you that. It's, it's, it's these freshmen stepping up. These freshmen are we, – we got lucky, I'll tell you that. We got lucky with Tavion, my, all, all the freshmen, even the red shirts. They're, they're pushing us in practice, the red shirts, and that's what's getting these freshmen. We're, we have a great, great leadership on the team. 
helping these freshmen come up. As you can see, Tavion with 23, I'm pretty sure it was, 23 points. Um, and he's a freshman, and he came in here. He's just athletic and disciplined. Mike also came in to hit a, hit a really, really important shot, uh, setting screens, getting people open. Um, and with this, our, every single game, our confidence level is getting up. We're playing these great teams, and we're, we're, we're winning. Of course, we like to make it a nail-biter, so it's not by much. But um, there's some mistakes we can, we, can, we can shift and we can, you know, fix. Um, it would make us a better team, but everybody can say that. But yeah, I would say these freshmen are the reason why, why we're doing so good. Personally for you, five blocks tonight, you had some key moments where if you don't make that key block, this is a different game. That's, and you can say that with every single stat, honestly. But, you know, I, I'm, I stay humble. But, man, is it hard blocking shots, running back down and setting screens, man. I'll tell you that. I get tired. But, yes, you were completely right. If one of those, you know, if one of those shots went in, it's a completely whole different ball game. Um, like I said before, you know, I'm the only, I'm the only big right now. Ante, Sustich, and Iron Bennett are out with foot injuries. Um, so I got to step up. We got big shoes to fill, but I got big feet. And hopefully everybody gets to see that tonight. Congratulations. Hope to see you back up here soon. And uh, you get a few days off and then uh, right back at it. Finally, the schedule's almost normal again. Almost normal. We got one more, one more long trip. The second week of school, we're going to be out for about a week. And we got big games to win. So I mean, it'd be really nice to go. You know, if we miss school, Let's win it and then come back, get our schoolwork done. And, and That is Jansen Williams getting schoolwork done and doing some work. 12 points with 12 big points, including the big three-pointer. He was two of six from the three-point line. Doesn't matter. No. He hit the one when it, when it, Stanbury said that's the one that mattered, and he made it. And to be honest with you, we're sitting there, and he lets go of the shot, and I said, that looks like somebody used to do that in the past used to play here, Mr. Peneva. He dropped a few from that spot, so – uh, it, it felt good. And you, when he let it go, he said it was pure. It was going down. You get real good at that, they might put a statue of you up someday. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mr. Greer's statue, which is going to look really nice. They showed the image of it. You know, you got it out on your webpage and everything. But when that thing goes up, you walk by going into the arena, I'm not sure where it's going to go. But that's he's deserving, and it's going to inspire people when you walk by and think, hey, he came here, first black athlete to do it. I can have one of those if I do what he did. And act like he did, perform like he did, on and off the floor, and things will work out. First of many, it should have like a monument park. Yeah. I'm already cashing checks that Mike Cameron doesn't even have yet. He <laughs> loves me when I do that. But you, you think Hal Greer and there's just so many people down th- down through. Incredible. But very deserving. His family, I'm sure, enjoyed it. And uh, a great honor. And uh, Dr. Gilbert's behind it. And I can't wait to see the, I think, how tall is Seven foot? Yeah, over seven Something feet. Something like that? Yeah, over seven feet. It's going to be intimidating when you walk by and go, he wasn't that tall. But what a, what a shadow he cast in the NBA. I mean, he's watching that highlight film at halftime. Shooting jump shots at the foul line, free throws, jumpers. I mean, only anybody else that ever did it. But as long as he got it in, it didn't matter how. Well, Hal Greer, as far as Marshall basketball players are concerned, going to the NBA, uh, he's got the greatest resume. He played 1,122 games. That's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, I mean, Jason Williams got 788 games under his belt. Wow. <laughs> uh, Hassan Whiteside right now is at 306. He's going to add to that total, but still, that's a long way off. Yeah. Uh, Russell Lee was drafted sixth overall in the first round in 1972, only managed 97 games. Um, Mike D'Antoni, 180 games. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking for Dan D'Antoni's name. Dan D'Antoni, Dan D'Antoni. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm no. not seeing it. <laughs> nope. I'm not seeing it. But he's he's been in the show, though. He knows yeah, how he it has, goes, that's and, for sure. But like you said with Hal, he set the bar quite high. 
quite high. When we come back from break, um, we're going to break this game down a little bit more. Also, uh, later on, uh, we're going to talk about the West Virginia Power. That's right, the uh, Power have made some coaching announcements today. So we're going to talk about that. David Kahn, voice of the Power, is going to join us about 5.30, and we'll talk to him about everything that's coming to Charleston for the West Virginia Power with their Seattle management team. New coaches, new solid baseball. We'll find out when we continue with this edition of The Drive. We're coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're coming to you from the Union Pub and Grill. The Monday special is $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. You can get it every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. Coming up here in a few short minutes, we're going to talk to David Kahn from the West Virginia Power. He's going to join us on the Miller Lite phone line. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories, the original light beer. So we're going to talk a little baseball with him, but uh, sort of our postmortem right now on Marshall basketball. The crowd, Dave, we, we touched on it. I thought there it. was more. I really, I really did. did, too. I thought there were more people in the Henderson Center if there were not, that place got loud and everyone got excited at the right time. And something I usually get on herd fans about, there's time left on the clock. It's a close, exciting game, and they're leaving. Not many of them did it this no, time. A no. few trickled out, but for the most part, the fans who showed up stayed. Right, and for them, I think a lot of the second half, they were standing more than sitting because, you know, they make the run, they get behind them, they keep it up, keep it up. They spent more time, almost like the cam- well, nobody's going to be the Cameron Crazies, but the, the crowd was into the game, not sitting on their hands. And I'm sure Western, they heard them. And you know what? Come a week from tonight, it'll be a rerun down in, in Bowling Green. Their place will be full, and Danny will have to get in and find a way to steal one out of there. I hope their place is full. Well, they set one at Wisconsin. They had their, the seven, almost eight grand in the house. The fire marshal didn't say anything. And with Marshall coming in, the only difference is it's going to be on a Monday instead of a Saturday, but still. It's Marshall, and I'm sure that's all you got to say down there right now. I'm sure their fans will show up. Yes. I want to see this four times. There's Could happen. Could happen. I want to see it four times. I hope they're going to be in that first five, that grouping, so you see that again for the right. third time. And then I want to see it in the championship game, or at least in the postseason. Somewhere. I want it. only thing about the third time, will it be here or there? Well, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. We but won't it would be know. nice to be here, but still, to play them. Stands where I might be going, really? But in, in terms of a crowd pleaser and the kind of game you want to see, hey, they, they entertain. You left that game entertained and happy. You see them about three times a year minimum conference. Right. It's going to turn into something really nice in basketball. Well, that's something that you can hang your hat on right now. Conference USA is spread out as it is. Marshall, Western Kentucky basketball, hey, they don't like each other. They do not like each other. Look at the crowds here, what's going to come down in, in Bowling Green next Monday. That's what it's all about. Unless Marshall gets a different travel partner, I think you need to focus on Western Kentucky and Marshall. It's one of the signature right. rivalries. Now, the 100 Miles of Hate <laughs> is yeah. supremely, that's big too. vastly superior in the hatred. Yes. But right now, Marshall's working their way up the crawl a little bit of Western Kentucky fans. They're, they're making a man. And then right now, with middle struggling the way they are, they're at the bottom of the league. That's hard to believe right now, I think. So, uh, still, though, middle, western, 100 miles, as you mentioned, football, whatever sport they're playing in, batting down the hatches. But Marshall, western, we need somebody like that. The Toledos, the Miamis we didn't like in those days of the MAC, 
Appy State from the Southern Conference days. Now we got Western. The Red Hilltoppers come to town. That little mascot. People don't want to see him. They don't want to see him. Well, I do. I do. But I mean, you, I want to see. You him. want to make him as, as as I think Mr. Mitch said, come in, entertain him, and make it a long ride back home. Mitch would have been happy the other night. I want to see him <laughs> yeah. come into the Henderson Center that you just don't like. I mean, I like him because you don't like him. That's right. what I want to see. Right. Because the, I think it makes the game better. It right. made that more enjoyable. Win or lose, it's just fun. You want to win them all, but right. I want someone that Marshall is ultra competitive with. You know that okay, we got to get this one. Every game's important, but hey, you got somebody there that challenges right. you, and let's go after them. I mean, that's fun, right? Completely. Yeah. You know, they had two six ten players. Two Marshall blocked more shots than they did. Of course, Jansen had five of them, but Marshall blocked more shots. That guy was impressive. I don't think he's a one and done project there to the NBA. Uh, he's a good player. A lot of his high percentage shots were like. Wham, we saw him slam quite a few down. But it's one thing to do it here. It's one thing to do it against Kevin Durant. I'm not so sure he's ready for that level yet, but uh, it was fun to watch. You know I just else? thought oh, – I'm sorry. I thought their guard would take over on that last possession. He was very smooth, the little guard out front. Had to turn – you know, lost the possession. They reviewed it. They kept it. But under the basket, it's going to be hard to throw it back out to him. So, they, you know, they threw it to the tall guy, but it didn't work out. Marshall lost the battle in the paint and won the game. Right. But it wasn't that bad, I don't think. I don't remember how bad it was. It wasn't a UVA-type paint. It was 38-30. That's not too bad. It's not too bad, but still, Marshall wins right. the paint. Yeah. They usually win the game. Right. And if you look if you look at these stats alone, without looking at the score, you're thinking, okay, in the paint, Western Kentucky outscored them 38-30. Off turnovers, right. Western Kentucky outscored them 22-13. Second chance points, Western Kentucky outscored them 10-8. Fast break points, 4 to nothing. Right. The bench, 13-7. Then you scroll up and you look and you see Marshall 70, Western Kentucky 69. Western Kentucky at one point had a 15-point lead. lead. And they're probably going, how did that happen when you read those numbers? But, you know, Marshall has the label of up and down, up and down, shoot, let it go. But you realize Western didn't break 70. Last week at Old Dominion, they didn't break 70. It's funny how sometimes the defensive side, whatever they do, works on the defensive end. Plus, if the other team has an off night shooting, Danny's not going to complain. No. He just wants John to get a little more in sync on his end. Yeah, and to, your, the long point, range. And to your point, three block shots for Western. Jansen Williams, five. He out, I know. He out blocked the entire team. Exactly. And the rebounding wasn't that bad. Marshall lost the rebound battle 36-28. to 28. Not too bad. No. Not too bad. Fouls were a factor. Western Kentucky fouled more than Marshall, so there's some of the difference right there. They fouled 19 times. Marshall only 12. And, again, the assist numbers are up. Now, it's low, but then, again, this was a battle. 14 assists for Marshall as a team. John Elmore had five. Right. Uh, Jared West had three. C.J. Burks had two. High men there. Uh, Tavion Kinsey had um, had none. Uh, Rondell Watson had four. Uh, Jansen Williams had none. But you know what? He was doing business other places. I know. <laughs> so, I, you know, I'm going to excuse that. We can let that go. Uh, we can let that go, exactly. Five blocks. Hey, he's taking care of business elsewhere. What was the turnover total? Marshall had 14 turnovers and Western had 18. Okay. Because I remember last week at Charlotte. I think it was Charlotte. They only had four. Yeah, but Western outscores them off turnovers, 22-13. So yeah. Marshall wins that battle as far as actual turnovers. Right. Western Kentucky is a little bit more productive with it. Right, them. and sometimes you wonder, how did they win the game? How <laughs> did Marshall win the game? They did. That's that's the one stat, Danny, worries about most. Who had the most points at the end of the game? Whether it's 70 or 170, we had one more than the opponent. It's not as if they outshot them on the free throw line by much. Western shot 10 of 14 from the free throw line. Marshall shot 13 of 16. Again, a few more points there. 
three-pointers, a couple more for Marshall. Marshall was 7 of 26 from the three-point line. Western was 5 of 16. Western shot 27 of 56. Marshall shot 25 of 57. Mm -hmm. So pretty much it's dead even across the board. A few more free throws here, a couple more three-pointers there, a few block shots, change the direction of the game. Makes that one-point difference. And a heroic last second, felt like a last second. <laughs> I know, it's hard to believe there's still seconds. 20. It, it's 20 seconds, and I'm feeling like that was like for the win. Yeah. We're going home. It's like, we've oh. got more basketball. <laughs> and no. you know how that 20 seconds is? That lasted forever. Yeah, it did. But they had to stop and adjust everything. Then they had to get a review. Mm-hmm. Was Who hit the ball last? And it was, bottom line, that one was all said and done. They made the one last play. They couldn't get into the big boy, and uh, they escaped. So the Thundering Hurts, 3-0 and conference play. they got a few days off. We're going to turn our attention to baseball. Baseball, especially when it's like, what, 25 outside? Let's think hot stove, hot stove. I'm thinking baseball with 25 degrees. Hot right? stove, I think that's the terminology. David Kahn, West Virginia Power, joins us when we come back from break. I don't think he's ready for you, Dave. I didn't warn him. <laughs> that's okay. He's uh, He'll find out when we come back from break here. At the Union Pub and Grill, we are... Always here on Mondays with the special being $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. We do it all day and all night long right here at the Union Pub and Grill. I'm Paul Swan with Dave Walsh. You're listening to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Union Pub and Grill for this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We remind you every Monday, one of the good reasons to come down here to the Union Pub and Grill, not only anything you want to watch, we got it for you. This is like where I need hockey. Right. I come down here if I need hockey. Right. And, of course, Mondays, $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. That's the one. That's your drawing card. And you. On Monday. I think the dollar fifty bottles, two dollar call shots. <laughs> we come in third. Then me and you. <laughs> we yeah. come in third and fourth. I would okay. think we would come in third and fourth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a guy never comes in third or fourth. He comes in at least first or second. Yeah. Minimum. Gold or silver every time is David Kahn, the voice of the West Virginia power. He joins us now on the program. Man, it's January. What are we doing? It's January. Paul, look, first of all, so happy that Swan and Kahn is back in twenty nineteen. Um, second of all, baseball is never, ever not in season. I just, I just want everyone out there to know that. There, there's always a mini camp or a winter league or something going on. So no matter what time of the year it is, baseball is able is, is in session. There's something to talk about, which is why it's the greatest sport ever. Um, next to hockey, as long as you qualify that. Next to hockey. <laughs> uh, you're, hey, you're entitled to your opinion. We won't go there, but that's fine. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Paul Swan and Dave Walsh with you. David Kahn's our guest, West Virginia Power. So um, what I like about David is uh, when he sends me a press release, man, he doesn't send me just like a, a paragraph or two. He sends me war and peace. I've got the most detailed <laughs> press release. Because, I mean, this is good. This is, yeah. this is three pages. Yes. Because there's sometimes we used to get press releases over the years to be like three sentences, and you, that goes in the round file. You can get a lot out of that one, Paul. Yeah, Dave used to work at the Herald Dispatch, uh, and I'm telling you, uh, this is uh, this is worthy right here. Uh, you got some news today. I'll let <laughs> you, you talk about yes. it. Um, 
Dave Berg has been uh, named the uh, coach of the West Virginia Power. Yes, yeah, Dave Berg is the manager. We announced our full coaching staff today. So we got Dave Berg, who is a wealth of experience managing-wise. Um, he's actually been in the South Atlantic League twice. Uh, he took the Greensboro Grasshoppers to the South Atlantic League Championship Series in 2012, uh, and he was back managing them in 14. And then we have a guy that actually Power fans who have been Power fans for a while will know. His name is Eric Ferris as our hitting coach. He actually played for the Power in 2008, the last year that we were with the Brewers. Um, so he is back as the hitting coach for the power. And then we have a guy who, his his name, you know, it, it, it looks different than it sounds. It is Alon Leishman. Uh, he's a native of Israel, and he's going to be our pitching coach this year. And he has been with the Mariners for the last couple of seasons. Uh, he was the coordinator of organizational learning in 2017. And then he was the DSL, the Dominican Summer League pitching coach back in 2018. So now he's going to come back stateside and work with the power. Uh, I, Paul, just looking at these guys, you know, off the cuff, I, I really could not be more excited about the just the diverse group that we're going to get and the different kinds of experience that we're going to get. Because all of these, these uh, you know, uh, Dave and Eric have major league experience. Uh, alone has the, the experience of working in the World Baseball Classic with all different types of athletes at all different types of ages. So I think those three, you know, those two things are really going to bring a a really good, you know, group of, of knowledge and different perspectives to a team that has a lot of players that are really going to be making their full season debut this year. Is this a sign that Seattle's very serious about this affiliation, not just wanting to get an affiliate in the uh, South Atlantic League, but really wants to make this a um, a destination along the farm system? Is that the feeling you're getting? Yes, I, I completely agree with that. Uh, you know, I think it starts with the fact that they gave us a manager who's been in the South Atlantic League before, who's been to West Virginia before. He's, you know, he's he was in the South Atlantic League for two years. He took a team to a championship series. He knows how to manage for lack of a better term, kids at that level. Um, so that's great. And then you get a guy like Eric Ferris, who's literally played at Appalachian Power Park. He played a full season there, He know, and he's the hitting coach. He knows how that ballpark plays. Yes, the ballpark's evolved over the years, but... It's the same ground. It's the same distance. We haven't, nothing's changed in that regard in, in 11 years. So, you know, he's played that ballpark. He knows how to hit in that ballpark. He, you know, he can, he had a pretty banner year when he was with us in 2008. Uh, he had a better year in 09, but that's neither here nor there. But, you know, he's, he has the experience of actually playing at Appalachian Power Park and he can directly translate that to, you know, the guys that are coming in this year. And then you get a guy like Alon Leishman, who I think people are going to overlook and say, well, you know, really focus on Eric and Dave. But I think people shouldn't because of the fact that he, you know, he's been with Team Israel in the World Baseball Classic. And that in itself is, you know, you meet all these guys that may have never played together before. They might know each other, but they might not have ever played together. And you're going to get that this year with the power because you're going to get a lot of guys that may have been traded over to the Mariners in this rebuilding process. Some guys coming out of the draft, some guys coming from the different rookie teams that may never have played with one another. And and he knows how to bring them together and make them a cohesive unit. You saw what Team Israel did in the World Baseball Classic. It was tremendous, and he was a big part of that. David Kahn's our guest from the West Virginia Power. Paul Swan and Dave Walsh with you from the Union Pub and Grill. The Power revealing their 2019 coaching staff with Dave Berg returning to the South Atlantic League as the team's manager. In your short time in the relationship with the Seattle Mariners, not necessarily looking for what's better than the affiliation with the Pirates, but what's different about the affiliation? So, you know, honestly, there's not a whole lot of difference other than the fact that it is 
just a different team and, and different players. But you get that every year anyway. The thing that really impressed me when I met with Mariners folks at the winter meetings when I was in Vegas and, and talking with all of them is their focus on community service is really basically equivalent to the focus that the Pirates put on community service. And that's one of the reasons that we were so enamored with them when they came calling and seeing if we were interested in doing an agreement with them is that they preach community service. I Their, their general manager, Jerry DePoto, and uh, the manager of the Mariners, Scott Service, at the winter meetings at the Mariners reception, all they talked about was how they wanted the players to get involved in the community. All they talked about was how they wanted the players to really give back to the places that they're going to be going through as they're developing through the minor league system. And that really strikes a chord with us in Charleston because we love having the players get involved in the community. The community loves this team. The community loves the players. They really get to know these guys. And all of the Mariners from the second they're brought into the Mariner system are coached and brought up in the fact that, hey, you're not just here to play baseball. You're here to you know, be a part of this community, get involved, do things outside the organization, outside of the ballpark. And that was something that really kind of hit home, especially with me when I was sitting there listening to this presentation, uh, because we, you know, you saw how big that was with the Pirates and the Mariners have really put their foot down and said, you know, we want this to happen. And if it's not, let us know and we'll make it happen. Um, That was a big thing that I saw from them. In terms of other stuff, I mean, it's a little different in terms of the fact that the players are not two hours from their big league destination. You know, they're a cross-country flight. But uh, other than that, I think it's a, a relatively similar sort of situation you know, you've still got guys that are coming in for their full season debut you've got guys that could be coming right out of the draft uh, you've got guys that have never played in the united states might be coming here for their first full for their first taste of of you know stateside baseball uh, so there's a lot of different you know tools and, and things that are going to be coming in but all in all i don't think there's going to be a whole lot of differences david Kahn's our guest from the west virginia power i'm paul swan with dave walsh here at the union pub and grill on espn 94.1 fm and am 930 and I'm kind of curious, now with the relationship with Seattle, you're right. You mentioned you're not a couple hours away, give or take, from the parent club. You know, you got to get in a plane now. But as far as the fans are concerned of power baseball, what's the adjustment been like at this point, knowing that you're rooting for these guys because they're playing for your team, and then when they move up, they're not necessarily going to your favorite Major League Baseball team. You know, has that ever been an issue, or does that really make a difference at this level of baseball? Well, so I want, you know, what I want to say to that is look back to the four years that the Power were affiliated with Milwaukee after they became the Power. You know, it's not easy to go take a trip to Milwaukee. Is it closer than Seattle? Yes, but no one's, not everyone's going to get up and go to Wisconsin to watch these, to watch Ryan Braun when he gets elevated to the, to, to the Brewers. So uh, in that regard, I don't think it's a whole lot different. Yeah, Seattle's farther than Milwaukee, but. Uh, you know, we haven't, it, it's been a little bit of an interesting reaction that we've had since the affiliation because of the fact that we were affiliated with the Pirates for 10 years. I mean, when you have something like that, it, there's going to be backlash, and we knew that was going to happen. But at the end of the day, you know, it really wasn't, you know, it, it, was, it wasn't any kind of, like, you know, ours, us saying, you know, we don't want to be with the Pirates anymore. It was our affiliation with them ran out. They decided to renew with somebody else, and, and so we, you know, got a new club. And I think the fans are starting to embrace it because they've, they've kind of understood that they're going to see really good baseball this year and for years to come. The Mariners are committed to the rebuild and they're committed to developing their talent. From, from talking to, to several people in the operations staff for the Mariners, the power are going to start with some really, really prospect-heavy rosters. And you're going to see a lot of really good talent in West Virginia to start. Now, will it stay throughout the year? Who knows? But... The Mariners have said, you know, we want to develop ourselves and be good, you know, 
six, seven years down the road. They've offloaded a ton of money at the top and a ton of players at the top to get all these prospects, to get all these guys to come in and start building for the future. So I think when you look at that, it makes it easy for these guys to, you know, for for, the, for our fans to sit there and say, well, we may not be able to see these people when they make the major leagues unless they come, you know, to the East Coast, which the Mariners do. I mean, they come to Baltimore. They'll play Atlanta every once in a while. Uh, they play in Cleveland this year. Uh, they play Pitt, They play in Pittsburgh this year. So it, it's not like you can't go see these guys, but it's just not as often. And so I, I think when you look at it that way, eventually, once they kind of understand that, it will move back towards the, all right, you know, this is it's, it's the power. You know, it's still the power. We're, nothing else has changed except we're just getting new guys. David Kahn's our guest from the West Virginia Power. I'm Paul Swan with very quiet Dave Walsh here. This is quiet as <laughs> you've been in a long time, Mr. Well, Walsh. Well, I'm, I'm Mr. Baseball. Uh, Dave, welcome. Uh, I have uh, relatives that live uh, in Kanaw City. They've been there. And I will just quickly say in over time, I'll give you three names real quick. John Candelaria, Jim Rice, Fred Lynn. All came through Charleston at some point, whether it's opponent or home team, and you know where they wound up. Yep. That can happen to your people. Yep. It's a developmental thing. They're starting in the A-level low, but there's no reason why they can't develop into what those three guys I just mentioned uh, there, and uh, I think they understand that. I, I was really looking forward to meeting a guy from Israel. I don't really associate baseball with Israel, but listening to you, I'm going like, that's a story. That's going to be a story. You know, we're going to have to let people know what this is all about. Uh, Three-page release helps, but when we see him and get to talk <laughs> and Paul will be up there, you know, hey, you got to spread the word and let them know. You can't keep it a secret. you got to get the word out. Exactly, and that's why I write such detailed releases when I can, because I want to get as much information out as possible. But, you know, it, it, it's my job as, as the broadcaster, the media relations guy, to, to share these stories. And, and I'm I'm very much looking forward to, to sharing a lone story and to sharing the story of all these coaches as to, you know, looking back at their experiences in this league or, or in other leagues and, and bringing it over here, because this is new territory for them, too, despite the fact that two of them have actually been at our ballpark before. What do you think of the ballpark? Of well, they've been there last year. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Your, your impression of the park, because it's foul territory, you don't hit... To me, I think a foul territory, you're not going to foul out to anybody. It's not much room, and it's the homer dome. You get a ball up in the air, it's gone. If you're a I pitcher agree. there, you hope yeah. my three days go by. I'm not I'm not scheduled to pitch. I want three off days until we get out of town. <laughs> you know, uh, if you're sitting out in left agree. center field, beware. Beware. But at the yeah. same time, I'd much rather come see home run derby than a one nothing um, type of ball game. No disrespect to good pitching and stuff, but I want to see some balls leaving the yard. Go home and say, well, hey, you're gonna see nine home run runs tonight. Regardless. I was entertained. You you're, you're going to see a home run derby regardless because we will have that this year for the All-Star game. So, okay. so you know, look out. That, that'll that be during our All-Star festivities. There will be a home run derby type thing going on. Uh, so regardless of whether you see it during a game, which I'm sure you will, there will be I'm one sure they will. During, during All-Star week. I can't wait to see the new uh, Chuck logo, um, right? New Chuck logo? Well, so we, we, haven't, we haven't redone the Chuck logo. Uh, so basically, what what we're doing for now is we are we're we're sticking with the the WV logo, uh, just just the black and gold WV logo that we've got. The Chuck logo is still out there. We're still using it, just not as much because it is a little bit more Pirates themed. Um, okay. We we are I'll- certainly looking at other possibilities of of new things for for years to come. Just nothing in the immediacy right now. All right, it was either that or talk to you about Tulane basketball. I didn't know which way you wanted to go. <laughs> so, I don't want to talk about Tulane basketball. That's why I threw the chuck out there. Yeah, they, they, tried hard. they tried hard last night. That's all I can say. Hey, you know what? If you don't try, you don't succeed. Well, they, they aren't succeeding, so. <laughs> hey, they're 4-12. That's not terrible, right? <laughs> yes, it is. 
That's really bad. <laughs> Paul, That's not terrible. Paul, let me put it. Let me let me put it this way: Tulane has not had a lead in conference play since a three to two lead on January second against Cincinnati. That's quite a stat. <laughs> yep. Hey, you know what? You know what the good news is, David. Yeah. You got bowl eligibility. Yes, they won a bowl game. Yes. That is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, get bowl eligibility. That was a, that was a victory. That was it a was right to, there. to even get bowl eligibility. You're right because because Tulane had to win their last four games and they did and 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 they did and they won the bowl game convincingly over ULL. That was wonderful. Uh, I was lucky enough to be in studio for that game and and that was you know a really fun game just to be a part of. Uh, I I've never seen Tulane win a bowl game since I you know went to school there and started working at IMG for them. So uh, I was really happy to to be a part of that and and as a as an alumni it was it was a great feeling. David Kahn's our guest. See, I'm leaving him on a good note. Um, soon we'll be <laughs> announcing uh, the uh, the beginning of Swan and Con, our weekly I love podcast. That. I love that. Uh, it, it's going to um, happen. Paul, Paul and I need to get into, into more serious talks about about what, what we're going to do and, and plan it out more, but uh, that will certainly happen. I, I oh, as, yes. as people may have guessed, I'm not in Charleston right now. Uh, I'm in North Carolina for the time being, but I will be back in Charleston mid-February, and uh, as the season gets closer, Swan and Con, our weekly podcast, is, is going to become – more developed, and, and, and we're, we'll, Dave, we're going to have to have you on as a uh, we're going to have to have you on as a guest every once in a while. I'd sure? be happy to do that. Are you sure Swan, about that? Are you sure about that? No, I know, but I Swan know. and Con, they're, they're, that's all you got to say right there. That's that's <laughs> exactly. a mouthful in itself. Here they come, Swan and Con. Let's talk baseball. All right, gentlemen, exactly. uh, we need that's to hit it. that thing called a commercial break. Uh, David, good catching up with you. Uh, we'll do it again real soon, and. Uh, uh, good luck with the uh, West Virginia. Pa- good luck with Tulane. Just good luck with Tulane. Oh, thank you. Thanks, thanks, Paul. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate the time. Always good to talk to you guys. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Good. To see you soon, bud. David Conner, right, guest guys. from the West Virginia Power. Um, he was. Um, he's a more animated um, fellow than uh, Adam Marco. Adam Marco had like that dry uh, humor. You know, David. No, he rolls with it. We're going to come back and take our final break, and then we're going to say goodnight here from the Union Pub and Grill when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Paul Swan and Dave Walsh with you one final time from the Union Pub and Grill. Every Monday we are here and they give us a special to yes. talk about, the $1.50 bottle, $2 call shot. You can get it all day long on Mondays right here on, of course, Monday, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 night. That's right. I'm just going to declare our night here. That's right. It's not the Monday special. I'm waiting just, for the – It's just our night. When you and Mr. Khan were talking, I just said I can see billboards, Huntington to Charleston, Swan and Khan baseball, baby. That's Run not, with it. That's not Run happening. with it. That's not happening. That's not happening. Okay. Um, I'm for it, though, if it does. Are you paying for that? I don't know. Okay. Your boss might. Again, um, that's not happening then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bill Cornwell is going to be stepping in the next couple of days, and uh, he's going to take care of business the next two days. And then on Thursday, back at the Cam Henderson Center, and we will have Marshall basketball. So that's the next couple of days. Uh, so no podcast of the show. Uh, you know what? Maybe there will be a special podcast. Might. Maybe there will be. Maybe tease, there won't. Tease. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, you got the Florida boys coming up to play basketball. But it's indoors, so I don't have to worry about the climate issue. That's going to be okay. Yes. That's going to be all right. Because uh, I think Marshall on a 3-0 and run right now in Conference USA, uh, they are looking good. I didn't think they would be 3-0. and 
I thought they had a shot, but I didn't yeah. think they would be three and zero because I knew Old Dominion was going to be really good. They got them. Charlotte played a heck of a they game, did. and then Western Kentucky, of course. Western Kentucky, I knew would be a dogfight. I'm not so sure they go down and win that one, but I'm looking too far ahead because right. they got to take care of conference action here the next few days before they even get on the road for the uh, last long road trip right. until we get to the postseason and maybe the pod. And as you mentioned with Danny, uh, if they ever start shooting a little bit better than what it has been, who knows? I mean, they're getting victories with an, uh, not the kind of night he hopes from, especially long range. If Elmore starts going just 50%, if he shoots 15 threes and makes seven or eight, look out. The That's four, what he's waiting on. That's they, what he's waiting on. They're dangerous right now because right. they won 70-67 to 67 against Old Dominion. That was a game where, okay, you guys are cutting it close. Charlotte, 85-84, you're cutting it close. close. Western Kentucky, 70-69, to 69, you're cutting, cutting it close. close. Three straight, one possession wins. Yeah, guess what? You need to dominate somebody. And yes. FAU is coming up next, 7 o'clock, ESPN Plus for the next two games. Then on the road, CBS Sports Network, real CBS really? Sports Network, not Facebook. The big truck out there, but still had to have little connections there. But this one just, I know where that one is on my dial yeah. on Monday night. Real CBS Sports Network on Monday, Thursday, and then the following Saturday on the 26th is going to be on Stadium. Uh, thankfully, the game at, um, here's the here's the good news. The game against UTEP's at home, so we don't have to worry about BN Sports. Because I can't find it. I, I, don't, I don't have it. <laughs> and you know how to find them. And if you can't, then we're, we've got trouble. And then on the 7th of February, it's going to be on BN Sports. So that's at North Texas. Um, no. I, I get no BN. No. Turn into the radio. Uh, of course. Your boys will have it. That's right. We'll Mr. Have Cotton. It. That's what we'll do. So, pre and uh, post, you and you on the pre and the post. I like this. You, you know. This free advertisement you're giving me. Exactly. Do you just you run down the street and yell my name? Paul, Paul, yeah. I would love but, hey, that. But, I mean, you're the voice. I mean, I'm – Whoa, whoa, you whoa. You say something, you're the voice. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Steve Cotton, but your, the your voice. Your facility is the voice. Okay. i got to turn to you to find it. I'm the voice of the fan. Right. I'll, t- I'll accept that title. There you go. Uh, Steve Cotton is the voice of the herd. Uh, won his 5 million sports <laughs> Caster of the Year Award today. Yeah. Congratulations yes. to him. Uh, Chuck McGill, only his half millionth ver- uh, edition of the Sports Writer of the Year. Congratulations to that guy. For Dave Walsh, I'm Paul Swan, coming to you live from the Union Pub and Grill. Don't forget, every Monday you can come down here. $1.50 bottle, $2 call shot. The kitchen's open, best service in town, and it's all right here at the Union Pub and Grill. For our producer back in the studio, we appreciate him. He took good care of us today. He's Jason Toy. Does a fantastic job always. I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington. W227BS Huntington. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Sports Station.